What round is it? Ten. Yeah. No, eleven. Round eleven. Yeah. No, I was trying to think. It's, it's hard when they once they start the buys. Yeah, because five and five is the first buy. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I hate buy weeks. Oh, it sucks for Supercoach as well. It fucks Supercoach full yeah, stop. We'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah we are. We are. Yeah. Uh, how do they? Board. How do they do Supercoach with it? Because I'm I'm in one. I I can't even remember what it's called. Ultimate Footy or something. The one with the draft. It but, pretty much works out that. Uh, they assume that every player you've got, including your reserves, actually plays. Right. But if you're anything like me, you just pick a whole bunch of awesome players and then grab a bunch of cheap players at the start of the season. Yeah. And those cheap players pay, play maybe one or two games for the year. Yeah, pretty so much. So you end up with about 14, 13 players scoring. I think they change it every year too. They're still trying to find one that works because as soon as the buy brought in, it just fucks super coach. It's, yeah, it's pointless now. I don't know how they they manage it because, like I yeah. said, I don't pay attention. It's three I, rounds of buy as well, which is it's stupid. No, I'm I'm absolutely. Uh, I think Supercoach should be really highly regarded, and I'm only saying that because I'm winning my league at the you, moment. You winning your league? That's the only time ever I'm actually still interested in Supercoach. <laughs> Every old, other year, I just bail out by about now. The old left testies aren't doing too well. Is that your team? Yep, left testies. Bottom of the ladder. Um, I think. My uh, ultimate footy. It's the only one I did because I did the draft and I, yep. I knew exactly what was going to happen. As soon as the draft was over, lost interest. Yep. <laughs> and my team was the Hedge Hodges. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. Because um, you've got to have a pun with yep. a player from your team. That's just that's just my yep. rules. Um, okay, well, let's look at the first game for the uh, first of the six-week rounds. Um, Port Adelaide hosting Geelong in <laughs> almost a finals-like atmosphere. This yeah. was red hot from the go. It was. Mm. The pressure was on and both teams sort of making sure they want to kick winning scores, not try and defend uh, you know, whatever margin they've got. Uh, I'd love to see it. Yeah, exciting footy. Um, even better that NXS didn't turn up to this match. <laughs> I think they, they've um, tried to rein it in a little bit down to the power. Well, well they've got it uh, teed up so that it finishes in line with the countdown for the first bounce. Yeah, and it hasn't always lined up perfectly no. for them. No. Yeah, and people lose interest in seeing shit when the ball's about to bounce as well. So they're like, no, no, no. All right, fuck this, sit down. Yep, let's yeah. go. Um, and uh, Geelong, uh, it was close up until half time. Um, and then Geelong started to kick away and, and just uh, powered home. Yeah. Um, in, it was just an absolute cracker of a match. The um, only thing Geelong had really, I thought, was uh, they didn't waste the ball as much. Port still ran in packs, still did everything they've always done, but they got intercepted so much more often. Yeah, they did. And, and a lot of that was Enright. His ability to intercept Mark was fantastic. Yeah, it seemed like they just dropped that spare man in the corridor like Richmond did, so they couldn't switch it. They yeah. couldn't uh, switch it to... It's usually about the back flank or whatever, and they have runners going straight down the middle. And it's important to block that off when you're defending in your forward 50 against uh, Port. Old man Enright had um, one of the best games he's played for, for years, I think. And, and on that as well, I think Brad Ebert had one of the best games he's played for yes, years. Yes, he did yep. really That was well. brilliant. Him and uh, Carlisle. Yeah. Uh, Carlisle on Hawkins. Uh, Hawkins. Yeah. He, he murdered Hawkins. The stat sheet won't show it, but for all bar maybe three minutes, yeah. Carlisle well, had Hawkins measure. I think Hawkins kicked two goals, um, which, I mean, on one side of things, when you say you're having a bad day and you still kick two as a key forward, not bad. But he was getting dominated in one-on-ones. Yeah. 
Um, and Carlisle's, uh, if anybody's been a criticism of him, it's that he plays that loose man or he yeah. doesn't have those one-on-ones. Well, he took on the monster. Um, yeah, he went toe-to-toe with Hawkins. And I don't think, I can't think of a full-back that could stand toe-to-toe with Hawkins confidently. No. Well, um, you can't really have well. a true full-back covering him because you've got to drop in that space uh, in front of him. Because yeah. he muscle most people out one-on-one. But that's yeah. the thing. It takes guts to drop in that space in front of him because he's comfortable. Yeah, yeah, it does. yeah, he doesn't move that fast. So. No, but it's the old uh, Tony Lockett thing. Like, he might not move fast, but there's a fair bit of body mass coming at you. <laughs> there's a lot of inertia there too. Yeah, <laughs> the old side steps that don't happen. I mean, he's coming into this game with momentum as well. So I think if, if you penciled him for two at the start of the game, you'd be happy with keeping to that, I think. Absolutely. Uh, from uh, Port Adelaide's point of view. And especially in a, a war of attrition like this game was. It was just yeah, it got grinding. Bit, and got a bit wet and dewy towards the end, which uh, increased the skill errors. Yeah, and it kind of worked against Port, but I think if Port stick to their game plan, once they uh, get through the winter and it starts to get drying off again in August, September, yeah, I reckon they'll be out there. Well, that's I mean, a, that's a good point actually. That's where they play their best, obviously. But um, they're uh, sitting tenth at the minute, and what have they lost three games at home already this year? Yeah, but I, I think they've got a bit of a softer run towards the end of the year. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I'm I don't think it's panic stations, and I don't. Th- think anybody should be ruling Port out. Nah. But um, they could win, what have they got, 11 games left. They could win 10 of those 11 and still not make top four. Yeah. You know, uh, in the last few seasons, there's normally about one or two teams that are battling it out for that eighth spot. Yeah. I reckon this season you're going to see about six, seven teams battling it out for the from spot five onwards. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a real glut. I don't um, think the top four are going to change. I think you're going to have um, Hawthorne will get back up there. Um, they've got a reasonably hard run towards the end of the season, but they'll be there. Uh, Sydney, uh, Frio, and then probably West Coast will bob up a little bit, or Collingwood, one of those two. But then it's just going to be a glut. Yeah. Uh, um, I think Port will be about the mark, though. Uh, Port of... Uh, what are their problems? I mean, because... I mean, uh, you picked them to finish... Um, to, I, to win I didn't it. get the flag. I think we all picked them to finish yeah. top four. Um, and top four's gone. I think, uh, I think I think they've just been they can't adapt on field to whatever the opposition is putting against them. Yep. I think they're not quick enough at implementing plan B or plan C or whatever the case may be. Like I remember talk, when we heard coaches talk about it and they say they structure games in usually blocks of phases or something. Phases yeah. where they'll intentionally change their strategy because they know that other teams will pick up on it. And especially when you see half time uh, any match they're going through footage, they've got a really it's almost like a lecture a lecture yeah. theatre they're sitting yeah. in and they go through footage and I think Port just um, haven't been able to adapt on field to like immediate pressure I think another big one too is they're tagging Robbie Gray now giving him a tight tag yep yeah. Uh, he, he didn't have that last year and he got a bit of space and was able to kill uh, teams with him Yeah. but now he's getting the top tag which has released yeah. Ebert a bit more um, but I think that's really something they have to adjust to. And they're not breaking the tag either. Like, there's no player coming up crushing Gray's tagger yeah. to yeah. give him space. Like, well, who, I mean, who would play that role at Port, you know? Yeah. Um, well, you know, maybe somebody like uh, uh, Kane Corns in previous yeah, years, yeah. but um, he's out. I mean, uh, I think they're lacking a little bit of size and a little bit of depth. Yeah. Because um, we've seen that um, Trengrove has gone down now, which has left yeah. them um, vulnerable to tall um, tall players. Yep. Uh, now, Carlisle do great on Hawkins, but then you've got um, uh, Reece Stanley was running through. Uh, Kirsten was running through the sub. I've forgotten who the, uh, the sub was. It might have been might have been Kirsten, actually. Um, Walker's there and uh, Blick, Blickarves. Blitzars. Yeah. Blitzars. He who, had a blind. He up. had a great game. Um, he has... Was Kirsten the sub, yeah. 
he's probably top five ruckman going around at the moment. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. No, his ability to ruck solidly and then get the ball and do smart things with it. There aren't too many ruckmen that can do smart things by hand or foot. No. Um, they've been trying to turn him into that um, a running um, 198 centimetre midfielder and it didn't work in the last couple of years but it no. looks like Geelong have taken the, the, the long view of it. Well, they're trying to turn it into a Dean Cox. Or I, I think even like a, a, a Richo. Yeah. Um, oh, he's yeah. a little bit taller. Um, and they've got uh, it's Mitch Clark He's down there now. He's didn't play this game. He's, but he's injured. Yeah. Actually, I would have loved to have seen the meeting where they talked to Blitz ass about it. They just like, you know, we want you to turn you into a bit, bit of a Dean Cox, a bit of a, a Matty Richardson. Oh, look at that, Nui. Don't go that far. Don't go. <laughs> the fuck out. Let's get your mobile first. Settle down, right, white red. <laughs> um, but I mean, size-wise for um, Port, like you're saying, who's do you expect to run through somebody in you know that Glen Archer type role? Ollie Wines. He's about the yep. closest. I was just thinking Ollie Wines. Brad um, Ebert, maybe. But the thing is, you need Ollie Wines it. doing other things. Yeah. In that yeah. Team. You notice when Ollie Wines isn't playing. Yeah. Ebert, he's not one to run through people as a disciplinary thing. He'll run through them if the ball's there. Yeah. Uh, he's just one of those hard old school footballers. But he's not the guy, he's not the enforcer. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that Geelong had enough um, big bodies that could not not tag but follow their real quick on bowlers and yeah. really grind them into the ground with the, on the bottom of the packs and take it out of them and make it a, a war of attrition in this match and they did it successfully yeah no one really uh, got into Steve Johnson either because in the past he's done some dumb stuff uh, especially when put under pressure and he will do some dumb stuff in the future oh, yeah. <laughs> but no one really um, took him to task Joel Selwood however did plenty of dumb shit yeah. Well, he's bleeding out his nose for a change this time, and not out of his eyebrows. Yeah, his eyebrows. Yeah, uh, you can see the smack on the back of the head. Yeah, was, yeah. What was that about? Yeah, that I was don't just know. weird. Although I did see the end of the match, you see uh, Joel Selwood bent over as soon as the siren's gone. He's yeah. had his nose packed, <laughs> pulled and he pulls out all the gauze, and it's yep. just like oh. three feet of bloodied gauze. Actually, randomly, did you see UFC today on Eddie Alvarez at the end of the first round when he was fighting with, with, um, with his eye, or yeah, fighting Gilbert Melendez, broke his nose and. End of the round, his eye was kind of a bit well over. Fight, yeah. Blew his nose and it just went pop. I and saw just it, popped yeah. shut. He fought the rest of the fight with one eye yeah. and one. Yeah, I saw somebody on uh, Twitter said uh, yeah, eye for eye, the best. Yeah, fight he, he lost the first round with two eyes, yeah. won the next two with one. Well, there's he's, he's got to fight like a pirate from now on. <laughs> um, but uh, on the uh, Port Adelaide, um, you, I can't wipe him out. But geez, they've um, they made it hard for themselves. And Matty White um, done his hammy as well, yep. so it's likely to be yeah. a couple of weeks for him as well. I mean, if you need motivation for Port Adelaide team, this is it. You know, you've yep. got to it's it'll do or die. Well. Yep, it's yeah. no backward steps. You can't. You've got to go out and win games, yeah. not just resting your laurels. I think I do like about Port though; they're a fairly even side. Like their average ability is quite high, but they don't yeah. have the. Uh, superstar, holy shit, he's got the ball, let's all crap our pants yeah. sort of player at the moment. Yeah, but they, they had pace and that's what they exploited against other teams. But other teams picked up on it now and, and you can't get away with that at the moment. They've got to sort of come up with something else. Yeah. Um, but uh, in Geelong, have bounced back and uh, I picked them to finish top four. Um, they're going to struggle to get there, I think. But, geez, they're starting to look menacing in the last couple of yep. weeks, um, especially with the, the job they did on Essendon last week. Yeah. Um, and this is a four-quarter effort from them in this one as well. And Guthrie looking like a genius, yep. taking Juddie's Guernsey as well. <laughs> and playing, backing it up by playing all right, too. Yep. He he, and he's, really he's got an unlimited supply of Gary Ablett jerseys, so he's got, <laughs> got the double there. Oh, you reckon he's feeding them through bloody... Fuck it, he's he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's Gary probably, Ablett never wore a long sleeve, did he? <laughs> he did all the time. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a, a great game. It's good again to see uh, Friday night footy that's worth watching. Thank yep. you, Carlton. Um, <laughs> on to Saturday, and we had an absolute slog of a game yeah. in Gold Coast and in, in Frio. Um, look, full marks to Gold Coast for making it close. Yep. I, I guess that's what you can say. Well, I, I don't think we tipped it being within 40 points. No. no. Um, I, I said I thought Gold Coast would be lucky to score. Yeah, and while the, the scoreline was 6-17 for the Dockers, a lot of those were rush behinds. Um, yeah. The Gold Coast defence was pretty tight. Uh, you know, if you can restrict the Dockers six goals for a match, you're doing fucking brilliantly. Yeah, yeah, and more importantly, I mean, um, the the margin never got out beyond three goals. Yeah. Um, mm. and, and that's a fair old effort. And they had their chance to win in the last quarter. That, they did. Oh, Look, they had a coach killer too right at the end. Uh, I can't remember what player it was running out of the goal square it, in defence. It just... Stopped and propped and went back the other way. Yeah, yep. like you're running away from four players. He stopped and then his mind must have just said, no, it's four players probably running the bench or some shit. <laughs> they stopped for a drink. I'll go back this way. I yeah. said, I said, uh, I think I was watching it um, with uh, Dad and I said, it, maybe it is the um, instruction is we're going to play outside on the outer wing. That's where we're going for this last quarter. Yeah. And he thought, well, team rules are I'm going to the outer wing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe, because yeah. everything else is your natural... Progression yep. of that play was to go, yeah, but, the other way. Surely it's you got to have some sort of intelligence about it. Because um, the thing is, it seems like it's a risk to obviously it's a risk to do a U turn at that position. And as a young player, you think I ain't taking no fucking risk. My arm run yep. this way, kick towards the boundary, and then if I get total for that, fair enough. But but I mean, coming at the end, um, it watching it, it never felt like they. Fremantle never felt comfortable, but at the same time, it never looked like Gold Coast were going to get up and, and take it. Oh, no, but, I, was, I was cheering them on, but I was only cheering them because they were the underdog. Yeah, of course. I didn't uh, think that actually was the Australian way. Well, it was raining as well, wasn't it? So it I got a bit slick. And I mean, that, that sort of maybe played into um, Gold Coast hands more than it would have uh, Fremantle because well, they could trap it down and you know play a, a lazy type of lay and pray more or less football. It was it certainly turned out that way but if you said it was raining before the game I would have went well that's Frio then. Yeah I, w- I would have thought that as well mm. but it seems like they could just manage to you know hold on to not possession but restrict you can play like a, a very defensive minded game of football yeah. when it's wet. And not get punished for it as much. Yeah. Worth mentioning too, Michael Barlow played his 100th. I think it was about his 16th season yeah. to get to his 100th match. But yeah. uh, sad part of a quality player, his highlight reel pretty much is the injuries. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of injuries, Gold Coast, um, I can't who else went down in the first quarter. And that brought on Malcheski as the sub. I think it was Stanley. Yeah, it might have been Stanley. I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. But it brought Malcheski yeah. on as the sub in the first quarter. And, um, I mean... I think Malczewski, if he's not starting, you don't put him as a sub. I think you probably put someone else in that role. Yeah, well, I mean, I think this is his first game back after uh, he had an injury and then uh, a game or two in the twos. Yeah. Um, so, mm. I don't think he's a sub player. I think you put him on for, him the, for the whole match or you've got someone else who can be an impact player come on as a sub. Yeah. And especially in the wet weather like that and a very grinding game, that sub probably comes in handy in the fourth quarter. Well, they probably just thought uh, a bit of class as the game's ending out would have been good for him in the defence, but uh, in the end, they had him too soon. <laughs> He's in the end, Ablett's injured. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, couldn't they do with him coming back? Yep. Um, on the other positive, I thought, for Gold Coast was Adam Saad, yeah. um, who actually yeah. looked like a um, mature head yeah. down back. Yes, I mean, he's he he's yeah. only second or third year in the system it's about that yeah um, so he's uh, he's done alright and uh, the Ruckman Tom Nichols yeah um, who was up against Sandlands and Sandlands did have a record 70 hit outs which has never happened before but yep. I thought he, he did well in 
just making him contest all day and, and making him chase him. Yeah. Um, at, at times as well. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, the other bloke has got a world rec- uh, AFL record against yeah. you. Yeah. Um, do any of the Gold Coast players wear a long sleeve? I can't remember seeing them. Ah, uh, could have been a couple. I just asked because I, I, every couple of months, it seems, they're floating the idea of putting the, the surnames on the back of the Guernsey just to make it easy to watch. Kolonatsky. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have to have a long sleeve Guernsey. Just to get through. Kolonatsky. Cade. Kolonatsky. Yeah, I think he's got a, a brother that plays as, as well. Yeah, for Geelong, yeah. I think so. Pretty sure. Um, but he's he, going to have, to have K on his left wrist and the J on his right wrist and all the letters in between. Well, he might be, uh, he have the Lewis Roberts Thompson rule. <laughs> he just had LRT. Yeah. Um, which is uh, pretty awesome. If they, yeah, but that'll never What's happen. his middle name? If it's Kevin, he's in trouble. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, especially they're playing the Swans. Um, <laughs> Nat Fife did what Nat Fife does. Um, which la- is whatever the fuck he wants. Generally. Lazy 31 touches and, and uh, another two goals. Um, not a bad effort. Uh, I don't know if there's really much more you can say about Nat Fife this, this far. Um, it's only the match review panel that might stop him from winning a Brownlow. Well, I know sometime that, later um, in the year. Sports Tab has had the uh, uh, picking everyone other than Nat Five for the Brown Nat Five. Yeah, just to make um, it interesting. Just drop him out. Yeah, because realistically, I can't think of a player who's even going to put their hand up at the moment. I think Tom Waterhouse is paying someone to get Five to punch him in the face, wipe <laughs> him out for a couple. Yeah, it, stupid thing is though, he's paid Ballantyne. <laughs> <laughs> Ballantyne's still going to do it. <laughs> you don't give a fuck. <laughs> Um, but so yeah, uh, look, Frio win ugly. Um, they're not playing that great at the minute. Obviously, they lost to Richmond last week. They would have wanted to come out and really put some percentage on um, on uh, Gold Coast, but it didn't yeah. happen. But um, look, the advantage for them is they they still won, yep. still top of the table. Uh, they've got um, some older players there that they can afford to rest in the second half of the year. Yeah. Whereas you know, Blockport and Hawthorne might not be able to do that. But end of the day, four points, and they're enjoying their bye this week. And just before we move on, I think um, Frio are probably in a phase of training where you're tapering off at this point of the season, and then you're looking at, you you know, your your top four more or less. Well, probably not tapering, probably in the hard stage before the the taper or something. The taper off. Getting the erosion. I think it's something like that which will have an effect on their on-field performance, but it's looking at the future, looking at September, October. Oh, yeah. They're not trying to peak in July. Um. On to West Coast versus Essendon in probably the... Um, it, the skills might have been a slightly better than the rain-affected Gold Coast Frio game. But when, when's Essendon's bye? Oh, I hope it's this week. Can't I can't wait for that week. mid-season review. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, look, this is a pretty unwatchable game. Um, there was nothing special going on at all. Yep. Um, Essendon looked pretty ordinary. Uh, that's the only way I so did. Yeah. One thing I did see a lot of Watson making basic skill errors. He which hasn't is, had a good year at all. No, no, but it, he has a lot more ability than what he's showing at the moment. I, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know whether he's uh, changed look, diets coming or, down. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? The, the whole Asada Wada thing, like you can't keep using that as an excuse. Yeah. Um, yep. At the end of the day, you're a professional, and yeah. I mean, uh, unless you really were taking drugs, and now now it's now just not working. It's just, it was very disappointing to watch. Um, Carlisle taking some great grabs and fucking up the kicks again. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, and it seems well, like Carlisle's having plenty of impact 
you know, like not impact, but plenty of possessions in the game and plenty of plenty of it, plenty of chance for goal, and he's still not happy playing well, footy. They, apparently, and they just came out earlier in the week uh, saying Carlisle's not happy this footy, whatever, and uh, they came out and said, "Oh, you know, he, we've explained to him that he's going to have opportunities to play forward. He wants to be the best forward in the world, apparently." And he's like, "Beautiful, yeah, yeah, I'm all, I'm all on board." And then they put him in the ruck. Well, they, yeah, they dropped um, Bill Chambers this week. Yeah. Well, um, they were saying that Carlisle was sick of forward as well. That's, that's I what I heard. So, understand that either. Yeah. Um, maybe they're using Carlisle as a scapegoat, try and get some media coverage about him, <laughs> throw him under the bus, well, take the pressure off the rest of the lads. Apparently, he's mates with uh, Wayne Carey a bit. So maybe, <laughs> Wayne maybe Carey is. doesn't have mates. <laughs> <laughs> he has wingmen. <laughs> oh, maybe that's I, it. I didn't know where you were going with it, and wingmen was probably the most PC way you could. Uh, if a fame listens to this, I'm fucked. <laughs> um, look, uh, Eagles are just doing what they need to do. Um, yep. They've been impressive out of the mi- middle with uh, Gaff and Prittis and Maston. Maston, yeah, I think, Maston, had, well, yeah. he had a great game. Lacroix had a day out. Yeah. Um, there were a few of those shots I think he probably yeah. should have passed off, but yeah. he put him through. So there was a few that play. Um, Josh Kennedy passed off that I think he shouldn't. There were yeah, definitely, Kennedy, absolutely. He passed off like thirty meters out. Yeah, who's he got money on for the for the Coleman? Not himself, apparently. That's, yeah, that's what I'll be asking. Um, and uh, Nick Nat did what he do, what he does. Jack Darling came in for his first game of the year, and I think he kicked a yeah. goal with his first kick, or, or pretty close to his first kick. Um, so that was a delight for the hometown. Um, Look, there's not much else about this game. It was just wasn't. Yeah, just wasn't good to watch at all. I will say something though about Nat Nui. He, he does spectacular things, but I think they need a bit more of a contribution from him always. Yeah, at the like in, in four quarters, he has some brilliant two three minute patches, but then yeah. he kind of goes missing for a while. Well, I don't know if he's got four quarters in him. To be honest, I uh, see. I think he moves so damn well that he he can, and if he can't, rotate him off the bench. He's certainly not lazy. Um, no, no, he works his ass off. He's not a lumbering um, ruckman, despite his size. But um, it's a very tough position, though. You've got to run around the field, and you're banging bodies nonstop. Yeah. And he's not a banging bodies person. He's a free running, like let his athleticism shine. He's not a, a shoulder to shoulder person. The Under packs, they tend to rest him in the forward line, and his athleticism in the forward line is what sticks him apart. <laughs> and it's not a rest. No, <laughs> yeah. he's jumping he's, over he's mountains, taking screamers and all that sort yeah. of thing, yeah. which is fantastic. But I just feel like they need a bit more out of him. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, he was um, criticised for the first half of the of the season. I only say that because I think he's got more to give. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we yeah. know what he can do. Yep. Yeah. Um, but on on to Saturday night um, with um, North hold, hosting Sydney. And Sydney ended North seasons last year, of course, um, by embarrassing them in the prelim. Yep. Um, it was a, a funny game. I got to say, I say North. Um, Went in with a good game plan and put plenty of time into Franklin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you? Spraying water on him. Yeah, Hanson. And a fair old... Farido gave him a fair old punch in the back of the head too. I mean, <laughs> it's good to go for the spoil, but if Franklin wasn't there, he would have missed that spoil by a good two or three metres <laughs> and two or three seconds. The funny thing with the um, the Hanson spraying Franklin though... I think he gets got- a fine for that. Oh, probably. But you've got Boomer Harvey, who's pretty much chafing up to Franklin. <laughs> you see Franklin just like, come on, champ. He's speedballing his nuts. <laughs> Franklin's just like, settle down, mate. It's <laughs> like that, you know, that cartoon with the bulldog and Spike? Hey, Spike! Hey, Spike! Yeah. 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 He's just like, Although, Boomer had a pretty good game, actually. Um, it was a quiet game in possession-wise. I mean... His first half was quiet. Pretty much yeah. all his possession was in the second half. But if you have a look, I think out of the, the top 10 possession getters on the ground, I think seven or eight of them were Swans. Um, and when you look at the scoreboard, um, they weren't that far ahead. So, um, you know, obviously they're looking after the ball very well, yeah. but just not 
that damaging with it. Well, I they think did I think cr- crash Hanbury a fair bit, which uh, he crunched to hard too. Yeah, by Jack- he got a huge liver kick by Zebel. Yeah, yeah, yes. it was an absolute fair contest. Yeah, yeah. You, beautiful Zeeble, spoil. Zebel yeah. didn't do anything to Han- to Hanbury. He wouldn't have done to himself. Yeah, yeah. I was so, watching it thinking Baz Rutten somewhere is like that's my boy. <laughs> dang it, dang it. So four weeks for Zebel. Five. Uh, well, he was going for the ball, and he. Uh, his ball was his only intention so yeah about six about six weeks yeah <laughs> get that out of the game um, Lukey Parker uh, he's having an absolute breakout year I mean yeah. it's a bit silly to say that because he was best and fairest for him last year um, but if he isn't in the top five midfielders in the comp then um, something's gone wrong um, and uh, Buddy uh, Franklin like we were saying kicked the lazy four goals and some of them I think look like come off the shin and the other thing is Zebul playing for North, I thought, brought a bit of the old shin bone spirit back onto the field. He's I like he, that. He played it's tough. Just the he way he did, did a lot of good. Actually, yeah. I think earlier in the week, Brayshaw was saying that he does see Zebul as the captain yeah. at some stage, um, yeah. which kind of puts a bit of pressure so. on Swallow because they always <laughs> rate Swallow about his ability around the club and everything. But Zebul's the bloke that just lifts the fucking team. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm a big fan of not having your best player as captain. I think you yeah, have your, your, your leader, captain. yeah, your yeah, the, best captain. The big one of that would be Sam Mitchell, you know, yeah. captain or Nick the team Maxwell. to a flag, and then they go, oh, we're going with Hodgie. And I think you have to say, pretty good cho- choice. Yeah, but I mean, you're pretty lucky if you've got a Luke Hodge and, uh, and a Sam Mitchell, and a Sam yeah. Mitchell on your team. And it, I mean, really, whichever one you name captain doesn't affect them that much. Yeah. They're, they're both, mm. co- yeah. they're, they're coaches. Yeah. They're not captains, they're yeah. coaches. And I think Nick Maxwell was probably a really good example in that Collingwood squad. Won a flag with him. Not the best player on the field, but the best general there. He always, he got a lot of flack as being, you know, not in the top 10 players at um, Collingwood yeah. during his games and, you know, guarding grass and that kind of stuff. But awesome captain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm 100% agreeing with you there. Yeah, and if you ask anyone who was in that team, they'll say the same thing. You know? Yeah, you know, I think he, just, respect. he was relatable by the Collingwood supporters because they've been yeah. guarding grass for ages too. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, did did North miss a chance here? Um, 10 goals, 15, isn't that pretty? Yeah. Um, See, I'd, I'd say they did because a lot of those goals were gettable. Um, the only bloke who I think was good in front of the sticks was Higgins. And he's he's been at a few good weeks. He's done all right, yeah. He's done... Um, what he needs to do, what he's been employed to do, what they got him across for. It's his uh, first, first year across, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's been great. He's bobbing up for a couple of goals each week. Yeah. Pl- plus, he managed to find some free space and do really good work with it. Maybe I think he might have kept goal on the run, uh, just out mm. from running in through 50 by himself. I mean, this is one that North wouldn't have penciled in. Um, it would have been a stretch target. Yeah. But yeah. Um, next week against GWS will be where their season lies. Oh, poor, uh, poor old GWS. Especially with Del Santo coming back. If he comes back and they might have him as a sub just give a get a quarter into him or something hmm. 10 goals 15 um, yeah that's, look, what, that's what kills you 15 goals 10 obviously the game's in the bag yep. but uh, I think the only positive for North out of that was that uh, uh, Brad Scott wasn't there yep <laughs> well uh, I did see a picture of his lounge room and it wasn't looking <laughs> fucking pretty <laughs> so, um, look the the Swans though just carrying on as as they do and the um, thing is if you look at the stats there clearances 43 to 27 in favour of North and you still don't get... You still yeah. kick 10, 15. A lot of that's blind kicking from the centre circle. And they're kicking high. And they don't have a centre-half forward that can take those marks. Yeah. They've got weight at centre-half forward. If he brings the ball to ground, that's a win. Well, that was the other thing I was going to say with Boomer Harvey. A lot of time, like he doesn't have a whole lot of discrepancy between his total kicks and handballs. He's very, like, around the packs, give give one-twos and then kick or whatever like that. But in this game here, uh, way more kicks than handballs. Yeah, 16 kicks, 6 handballs. I think that shows that a bit more pressure was on him when he actually got the ball. Yeah, it makes a bit of a lot of sense. Um, but uh, look, uh, Swans have set themselves up. Um, they've been 
I don't want to say fortunate because you know you make your own luck. Yep. But ten goals, fifteen. I think Hawks kicked nine goals, fifteen against them. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're sitting very pretty at uh, second on the ladder with healthy percentage as well. Yep. Um, and again, they can afford to rest some players going into the back half. Of and the they year. probably need a lot to. of that's because and, they're they're a solid team of performers. Like yep. their their average talent. Yeah. Is above average yeah. for every other side. Yeah, I agree. They're elite midfield. They've obviously got some elite forwards. Um, and look, Adam Goods is bobbing up for two or three goals week in, week out. Yeah, and just just he's, he's, he seems to have that one integral pass that creates a free flowing forward motion you know, into the fifty. Well, you'd hope that after three hundred and what seventy games or whatever he's played, you, you'd be fairly well versed in what's going on. This is true, and he's this a very true. very smart footballer. Obviously, how many games has he played? It's over three fifty. Um, I don't know the exact number, but something like that. Um, on to today, and uh, Collingwood uh, getting their job done against uh, GWS. GWS just ran out of the timber at yep. the end of well, it, ran out of soldiers. That's the only time I've ever seen the Ambos come onto the field. Um, when... Uh, Patful? Yeah, yeah, when he went down with yeah. broken rib or whatever they were looking at, uh, calling it, uh, he couldn't get off the bench. So they couldn't wheel him down into the rooms to get him looked at. They had to send the people up because yeah. he was in such pain. Yeah, uh, stuck a warp morphine whistle in his mouth and he was good to go. Oh, God. Put me on, coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, their bench is just... They had no bench. They had no bench. Uh, bench about halfway through the fourth quarter. And, I mean, injuries is one thing, but I mean, the, the players that were injured too really hurt. I mean, they had Phil Davis yeah. went yeah. down. Yeah. Um, Pat Full, Mumford. Mumford's yeah. been the big one. killing it this year. Yeah. That's going to hurt them. Because the um, thing he's is, in all Australian form. Davis went down in like the first something with the ankle, yeah? Was that him who went down with the ankle? Ankle it was. And they got yeah. subbed out. And then, yep. then Patrol got Patrol. done as well. And you can't sub. You just got one less one less person on the bench. Yeah. And then, and then Canelio. Muffled, yeah. And, and Canelio. Canelio as well, who's been killing uh, it. Yep. Buntin as well. He had a, I think it was a shoulder or a wrist. Yeah, yeah. He did too, actually. A marking contest, yeah? Yeah, I think yeah. that's the one that killed um, Patrol. Yeah. And so look, that's the even worse thing. You get an injury, but it's an injury from friendly fire. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, he's doing the right thing. He's going back with a flight. Oh, absolutely. They showed courage. Um, there's a lot to like about GWS, and watching them, them play is fantastic. The first three quarters, uh, brilliant game to watch. Just very fast, very exciting. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just Dylan Shields had it on a string. I think there was 10 minutes in the second quarter. We had 14 touches or something like that. I'm pretty sure he walks on with his own ball. Just yeah, sticks under the Gansey or something. You are talking about the bet um, before about um, Brownlow minus five. I've been saying it all year. Dylan Shields, the one I'd be putting my money on. Yeah. He'll get a lot of one votes. He'll get a lot of three, three votes. votes yeah. Don't worry about that. He's been killing it. Um, Callum Ward, signed, signed up for another two years, I think. So. Signed, yeah, which is fantastic yep. for GWS. Yeah. I know, you know from my point of view, I was yeah. looking at him. I'm like, geez, you'd look <laughs> good. The thing is, if he signs, I think you find a lot of follow-on signs go. Yep. Because yeah, true, you true. have that, all right, we're, we're in this and we're sticking with it. Let's do it. Uh, Heath Shaw played a blinder. Um, yeah. He was on Jamie Elliott, yep. who can be really dangerous. Elliott um, didn't do much. I, I no. He had fuck all contributions. He had flashes of brilliance, which, I mean, you, that's just being a good player. Yeah. You're going to get those chances. But a lot of those happened, too, when Heath Shaw had to leave him yep. to go. Yep. It was usually spoiling. Spoiling, spoiling. somebody else. Yep. Yeah. You can keep him to 12 yep. touches and two marks. You've done your yep. job. Well, yeah, the, well, the thing is, with Heath Shaw as being a key backman, he has to go for the spoil. But Jamie yeah. is a small forward. It's okay for him to sit front and centre or try and shark over the back. Yeah. Um, and look, when you're looking at the Collingwood and how they went on the day, um, five goals to Travis Clark looks good, but he only he kicked four in the last quarter when all the timber was gone. Um, yeah, there, there was no backline. Yeah. Their, to me, their best player was um, far and away Nathan Brown. Um, he was playing on Jeremy Cameron. 
and Jeremy Cameron had uh, four kicks for the day. Kicked two goals, one, um, but he was absolutely monstering him. Um, Cameron couldn't couldn't get away from him. Uh, he had an absolute blinder. Um, especially, you know, we know how athletic Cameron can be and when the ball hits the ground and he gets over the back and away he goes. Yeah. Brown was just beating him in the one-on-ones. He, yeah. It's uh, probably the best game of his career, I reckon. Yep, I probably agree. Thanks for agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, it wasn't all bad for the GWS, but it will be from here on in because well, they're key injuries that's going to hurt I'll them. tell you what, they would have rather have lost by 10 goals but had all yeah, players available. Injuries, yeah. yeah. This would have been a real um, coming out party for them if they uh, got the win here. It would have been cementing them in the top four, beating Collingwood at yep. the MCG. Um, would have been a massive uh, scout for them, but not to be. And it seems like they just <clears throat> they just managed to keep pulling freak gun young kids out of their list. Oh. And how long can they keep it going for with these with these injuries? So is it going to be another person that steps up? You're like, oh my god, they got more. This could be like Gold Coast last year once Ablett went down. Yeah. Um, yep. The only difference is Giants have had four or five go down. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a bit of a death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. Like yep. One player goes down, another, another, another. But yep. uh, like you said, they seem to be able to pull young guns out of their ass. Yeah. Um, so we might see another bloke step up and yep. just kill it. And they're still resilient as, you know, when you're young, you just play through shit and bounce back from, you know, near-death injuries. You yep. just... The pretty much is, invincible. The thing is, though, this is their turning point season. Next year, yeah. if they have a, a full list... Uh, players yep. are all signed up and yep. they're all healthy. Signed up. That's their thing. Fuck me, they're going to be tough. And getting some okay. support behind them too. Just quietly out in the West. Oh, I hope so. Because they're playing pretty getting, football. Getting decent, like, decent crowds. And... I've heard though that they're giving out a lot of free tickets. So yeah. Well, still... I mean, they've got to at this point to get interest in there. So yeah. you yes. don't mind that. But the thing is, you can give out free tickets, but they still got to rock up. Yep. Yeah, yeah true. Um, and on to the final. The, one of the <laughs> most exciting finishes of the year. And Melbourne and Saints, and the Saints just getting it done. Yep, um, as they do, as week they, in, week out. <laughs> uh, getting up by it's two points. Just Saints to the little engine that could. I tell you what, where are they 14th on the ladder? They're giving their fans something to watch week in, yeah. week out, yep. though, yep. Um, regardless if, if they win or not. Um, it, it's been an impressive season for them. It was a fair job for Melbourne to come back, though. Um, Nathan Jones, once again, the general, yeah, he's one of the best captains going around. Yep. yep. Um, uh, you could ask him to run through a brick wall. And he'd do it twice just to prove he could. Just to prove yeah. he could. Um, yeah, he had a bl- uh, blinder. But uh, what about Bernie Vince? Um, yeah. He did the job on uh, Dangerfield earlier on in the year as a tagger. Yep. And today he's rocked up and had 38 touches. Yep. Kicking um, that fullback did pretty well too. Made smart yeah. decisions. But you've you got to ask yourself, if Nathan Jones has had a blinder, Bernie Vince has had a blinder, where's where's the rest of your boys? Just, Jesse, Hogan's had a, Jesse Hogan's had a had a, had decent, a blinder. Decent, kicked decent, four? Decent crack. Kicked five. Kick five plus um, strong marks and important marks when they needed them. Didn't didn't uh, uh, didn't convert with the last shot at goal he had, but leading out strong, um, present an option, and you can tell the team's got confidence in him as a first year player. I think if you looked at the average possessions for players on St Kilda and players on Melbourne, you would see if you take out the top five. Yep, St Kilda have got a lot more. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, definitely a more balance. It was a very top yep. top heavy effort from Melbourne there. Um, now the question is going to be asked again Jack Watts what do you do with him trade him he, he had an okay game but yep. um, it, it's still unfortunately I think he's going to be the, the tambling of his of his time it's, it, the question is going to follow him even if he leaves Melbourne this year yep. the question is going to follow him to the next club yeah. if he gets another club and I think Melbourne has to trade him just because they get value so for him because other teams will yeah. be speculating on uh, a player of his potential but uh, you know they could pick up 
another Ruckman or a, a solid backline player on behalf of losing Watson, they're not losing anything yeah. if they get rid of him. And the thing is, I think you look at how well Hogan's going. Mm. And, I mean, he is the Jack Watts of this year, more or less. And yeah, he's yeah. just grabbed it by the horns, run with it. He's owned it. Favourite for the Rising Star, you reckon? Yeah, I reckon he shouldn't. I reckon, I reckon he shouldn't even be eligible for the Rising Star because it's like he's a third-year player already. Well, I mean, he's been on the list for a few years. Um, I think that it's... Actually, it's a good comparison to bring him up because um, you know when they got Jack Watts, they put him out as the yeah. the savior of the club, and and he played against Collingwood on it was PR. Yeah, yeah. played against a, Collingwood on uh, Queen's birthday. You know, the bigger game. Yeah, and the first touch he got, he got monstered. I remember yep. like Shane O'Brien and a couple of others. Yeah, um, yeah. Welcome to AFL, champ. Exactly, Hogan. They've buried him away. Yeah. So, mate, just hit the gym for a couple of years. We'll, yeah, we'll, you know, blood you in on the VFL. Three years in. Yep. All right. Let's see what you can do and, now. And the thing is, it looks like Hogan just relishes this challenge, like week in, week out. He's on there. He knows he's young, but he'll use that to his advantage. He knows he can be confident. And if he fails, it doesn't matter. He's young. First yeah. year player, you don't care. But he's going and giving it his all with no fear in what he does. And I think Watts is the opposite. I think he's very, like, just Tentative. timid. And it seems like he has to think about what he's doing at all times. As but opposed I, to Hogan goes, I'm taking this game and we're, we're going to get this jump on board. I think they've created that too. Because if, yeah. if you think about it, when you're pumping up a player, Backman their whole goal is to stop the forward. Mm. And if they can do that while intimidating the fuck out of the forward, yeah. that's even better. And when this kid comes in with big raps, they know that uh, the spotlight's on him. Yep. And if they can shut him down, they look good. And if you can yep. give him a fucking lesson in AFL footy while you're at it, yeah. uh, you know, welcome to the big leagues champs. Yep. Uh, you're going to do it. And yep. that the amount of hype they put on him, massive, massive target just yep. on the back of his head. And I think this their approaches to the challenge when you look at Hogan and uh, Watts. Um, it, I think that says it all where Hogan has had the attitude of I can take this on like I am good enough I can do this and maybe that does say about how they blooded them into AFL because mm. um, yeah. Watts just never looked confident in what he's doing but it, it's also players coming straight from uh, TAC or age based uh, leagues Yeah, it's a whole different game we're yeah. going against fully grown men yeah exactly and if blokes have never played in the VFL or a, an open age competition yep They've never learned to expect the body to... Yeah, uh, to get fucked up and then have to keep yeah. on going. Yeah, and I don't think Watts has had enough experience in that level well, no. he's six uh, years, when he came in. I mean, yeah, he's six years in the system, though, so you, Shit. if you haven't learnt by now, yep. you, you're not, you're not going to learn yeah. now. Yeah, you're not. Um, it's unfortunate. I mean, no matter what happens, it's going to follow him. Well, uh, he'll be picked up by someone else. Um, I, I think so, too. And I think... Places like, uh, well, even Gold Coast probably look at him. Essendon, just because he's going to be eligible next year. You know what? I, I don't... I think Gold Coast, it could be the worst thing they do because um, in their short history, that's what they've always done. Is yeah. picked up the trash, essentially, yeah. from other teams. Yeah. They've taken all the discards and then, you know, and then got one or two guns yeah. um, when you're talking about mature players. Um, he very well might... Um, go to Gold Coast, but I think it's a poor move from Gold Coast. I think it's repeating mistakes they've well, already made. Recruiting drives and do He wouldn't go to GWS because GWS wouldn't want him. Fuck no, they got too good. At t- <laughs> <laughs> well, like, where are you going to put him? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you going to sit out? There's no way. Uh, you, you never know. You might end up um, playing alongside Fev. Yeah, down at Warrigal. I reckon Fev would charge more though. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think but Fev you probably get a back over no, the bar. To be honest, I think, so. I think Fev probably deserves more too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But look, um, that's a fantastic win for the Saints. Um, and, and I think they've already overachieved what I thought they were going to do this year. Well, I honestly didn't see them winning more than one or two. Um, they're, they're along the path they have to go on. Yeah, they're doing it well. 
Mm. Um, this is a great rebuild. I think it might become the the blueprint of of rebuilds going on. Yeah, I mean they're not going to play finals, but uh, they're giving people a reason to turn up every week. Um, okay, so let's have a look at uh, bye week number two, otherwise known as round twelve. Uh, we got Thursday night at Adelaide Oval, Adelaide versus Hawthorne. That's a cracker. I reckon this will be a really good one, um, just because Adelaide's midfield matches up quite nicely with Hawthorne's midfield. Um, they play a reasonably similar style of game. The only difference to me is the X Factor players, like uh, Yasir Rioli. There's really no Adelaide player that matches him. I mean, Betts, <laughs> Eddie Betts. <laughs> no, Betts no, no, is, to, play, to match on him. Oh, yeah. play on him. Yeah, yeah. But True. you're right. The exact thing is Eddie Betts is the same. Like, who plays on him? What do you do? Force him to the boundary line? Great. Yep. He loves it. <laughs> Doesn't give a fuck. Um, no, I think you're right, though. They do match up really well. It's gonna... Who are you going to match up on either of those guys? Like, Eddie Betts, you need someone that's got pace, that's got well, um, body ability and can read the ball well. And that's Surreoli. He's not playing on the back line. No. No. God, no. Well, last year at Adelaide Oval, they played um, Litherland on him. And it was Eddie Betts' 200th. Yep. And Litherland killed him. It was Betts' worst game for the year yep. by far. So it'd be very interesting if they... I'd, uh, You'd have to Land, start that way, surely. Hopefully. That's what I'm hoping is at least put him next to him. And just... Even if that's your plan is um, he's not going to play on him. It just sledge him. Just <laughs> to be say, completely honest, remember, might remember be a bit left field, but I think yeah, it might be worth chucking Popolo down the back lines and putting him on Eddie. I think he's got the muscle to be able to push him aside and just that, that ball awareness to know what Eddie does. And I, the anger. He, he does seem to be an angry little man. Yeah. Yeah. A little terrier. I like that thought. Yeah. I'd, I'd be very surprised if it happens, yeah, I but I'd, happen. I'd love to see it. Actually, I think that would work brilliantly solely because setting him in the back lines will make him even more angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And fuck, woe little nuggets in his way. <laughs> um, Richmond, West Coast, Friday night uh, at the MCG. I might go for some this, this has yeah, the chance yeah, we'll to be one. a spectacular match. You yeah. go some tickets? Yeah, I think we'll go to this right. one. Once yeah. we finish yeah. this podcast, I'm yep. going to get some tickets. <laughs> there we are. Um, we, we have some shirts made up, don't we? Yeah, we should. <laughs> um, this is a, a great time for Richmond. To, to bobbing up to playing West Coast coming out of the bye um, they've just knocked off Frio well a fortnight ago yep um, there's nowhere else I'd rather be playing West Coast than MCG yeah. on a Friday night yep. um, it's going to be a cracker I don't know who I'm going to tip it's going to be a great test uh, again two teams that play fairly similar styles of football and that's it like I would have said that the West Coast might probably just be able to run them off their feet but looking at how Richmond played against Port you can't you can't say that anymore I think uh, I think West Coast have more uh, a deeper midfield, yeah. Um, whereas uh, R- Richmond sort of rely on you know Cochin and, yep. and Martin and Deledio running through. Uh, but but again, you've difference. got like uh, in terms of Cochin versus Pritis, I reckon th- they're both around the mark. Uh, you can't say one is definitely going to blow the other out of the water. No. Uh, same with uh, Revolt versus Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy's had the better last couple of years, but both of those players are in the potential to kick four or five in a match. Yeah, I think it won't be the star matchups that will decide. I think it'll be your your consistently sort of B players that do the roles like the Brendan Ellis's and... Basher Hooley. He's going to be important one rebounding teams Players like that that'll make the difference. I think it's going to be important to check the West Coast Eagles lineup when it's named and see who's playing in a milestone. If somebody's playing in their 100th game, fuck them. You'd sit them out, wouldn't you? (laughs) You'd put them on... Nah. Go on down and beat this one, champ. Uh, Carlton versus Port. This could be a sneaky little game. Um, Port going to the MCG, and I think it might be their only game at the MCG um, for the year. Wow. And, and Carlton obviously shambles, but since Malthouse has been fired, they've 
haven't won a game, but they've put in some decent efforts. Yep. If Port uh, don't win by 10 goals, that's their season. Yep, I agree. They, they need, need the percentage. Points. I, I yeah. do think the top eight can be decided on percentage yep. this year. I think definitely it will be. Like we were talking about before, that six down to 14 is that, that mark where you're going to be fighting. And like percentage could, could you know really tell yeah, a I, huge difference. On and I think the percentage of the minutes 96 or, or something like that. Yeah there's, um, um, yeah, there's plenty of teams who are sitting around that 90 mark. Yeah. And the thing is, if that is their only game at the MCG, I don't think that bodes well for any team. I think you need to be able to have at least you know two or three or four games at the MCG in a season just to know what the atmosphere is like. And uh, yeah, well, maybe, but I mean, the goalposts are still the same, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, this is true. And September, everything changes anyway. Well, that's just based on my experience. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, of watching look, footy. Yeah, watching footy at the MCG. <laughs> the seats are different. If you look at Port's percentage, they're sitting at 97.8. But uh, Geelong, Richmond... Uh, they're 10th on the ladder and 10th on percentage. Yeah. Geelong, Richmond, Adelaide all have better percentage. They need to overhaul them to even uh, be deserving of a final spot. And they haven't yeah. got an easy run home. They won't have many percentage boosters. Um, so this is where they need to they, really they, kill it. Absolutely. Um, but it could be right time, right place for Carlton. Yep. Um, if so, then you can write off Port. They need a win, and they need yeah. to win big. Yeah. Uh, GWS and North at Spotless Stadium. I'll tell you what, I I very rarely tip North. but uh, <laughs> You have to. I, I can't go past them. With, if Mumford's out, especially, yep. they've yep. got no one that can match Goldstein. They've got no Pat Full as well. Mumford's won uh, at least two games of his, his own uh, boot. Um, mm. Well, off his own taps yeah. um, this year for GWS. Um, Spotless was turning into a bit of a fortress for him, but I just don't know if they've got the cattle. Yeah, I think they might run out of legs. And we, if Pat Ford, I mean, I don't think he's going to play. If you're stuck on a morphine whistle yeah. at half time, surely you've got to sit out for a little bit. I guess, yeah, if you're sucking it like Kim Kardashian trying to get a TV deal, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, you're being fed. And the thing that. is, if you're stuck on a morphine whistle and you get a drug test, will that show up? Well, I guess it has to, doesn't it? I have no clue. Surely. Surely it would. I mean, surely you can't actually pump a morphine into you and be like, nah, it's all good, man. It's stuck on a whistle. Yeah. I, I, it's it's an interesting thing. Um, yeah. Maybe that uh, Crowley should have um, yeah. looked into <laughs> that. No, 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 it's not. I was just stuck on a whistle. <laughs> no, man, I was just sucking it down. Some... Oh, this is getting worse. I was just stuck in a glass pipe. Ah, oh, fuck. I meant the whistle. The whistle. Um, so I think, yeah, north all around there. Yeah. Uh, Bulldogs and the Lions at Eddie had. Um, these two teams both coming out of the bye yep I know Western Bulldogs definitely are yeah yeah, yeah, yeah of course they are. Yeah, yeah. both coming yeah. out of the bye so yep. both fresh yep um, Bulldogs need to put this one away yep um, that's just it. for they, their development same with Port they don't just need to win it they need to win it in a dominant fashion yep I, I, the difference is I don't think anybody expects Bulldogs to play finals but they, they've shown something this year uh, yep. And f- at this stage of their development, they need to keep doing that. Yeah. Well, no one expects yep. to play finals now. At the start of the season, you would have made that their pass mark. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Um, where are they sitting now? Oh, I've got the ladder up here, don't I? Um, Bulldogs. Eleventh. Eleventh. There you are. Um, so eleventh versus sixteenth at well, home. Sitting at fifty percent. Five yeah. and five. You, you'd, you'd hope to to bank that one in. Um, and Geelong versus Melbourne. Uh, down at Skilled Stadium. Yeah. Uh, a few years ago, this is the the last game of uh, was it uh, Neil when they got done by 140 yeah. million points. I'm scared that that could happen again. Yeah, Melbourne have shown something the last few weeks, but they've shown it against you know fairly um, polite opposition. Yeah. Uh, they were ordinary against Collingwood. Yeah, I, I think Geelong are going to be very unsociable. 
they're going to belt bodies and Melbourne are going to be hurt. To be honest, I, th- I think Melbourne are a poor man's poor Adelaide. So I think if Geelong could do that to poor Adelaide, then I think they'll just crush Melbourne. Um, oh, I think they're going to be too big. Um, and one of the things with Geelong is they've been ruthless on their set shots yeah. lately. Yep. So if they get a lot of inside 50s, um, especially Tommy Hawkins has had a bad week this week, yep. he's going to want to put it on, put a show on in front of his home crowd. Do you reckon yep. he could kick 10? Do you reckon Steve Johnson's going to float back just so he can trash talk Jack Watts? I think Steve Johnson floats wherever the fuck he wants. <laughs> just so he can trash talk wherever the fuck he wants. I believe so, yeah. But he's going to be struggling if you uh, try and draw a head-high punch from Watts. <laughs> yeah. I, I reckon if Watts did snot him, Paul Roos would be like, yeah, Thank enough. fuck for that. Mate, you, you've yeah. shown something. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, if you got snotted back, you'd be like, <laughs> you dumb cunt. <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that'll be round 12, mate. Put those... Uh, my tipping's back on board, so put those tips in the bank. They're all yep. good. Bet on it. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. Bye.